0: perfect man and it takes a supernatural life to even understand that beyond the walls behind a mask and confident smile was a broken man trying to grow up and make life worthwhile and i know there were times that you probably shouldn't i thank you Always loving me, and I know anyone else they probably wouldn't. So I thank you for always
1: loving me.
0: Now I know there were days. I look at myself. I felt like less of a person compared to everyone else what about this flaw too big too small can i exchange and trying to make up for where i felt sure i let sense slip away but when i look in the mirror and don't like what i see oh i just thank you for always loving me and i know i But you wait patiently you don't let go you just keep
2: Good morning. morning. We would like to welcome you to the historic Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church located in Houston, Texas, where Dr. DZ Cofield serves as our senior pastor. Let's read our mission statement together. The Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church will love God, love all people, and change the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. This is our 10 o'clock service, and we would also like to welcome our streaming audience We are a social media friendly church, so if you would, please check in on any of the social forums, like us, or share us on Facebook and Instagram. Tweet memorable moments from today's message or Snapchat a picture or video using the hashtag GoodHopeHTX. For more information on our ministries, please visit us at www.goodhope.org. Lastly, please take this opportunity to silence your phones. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to worship.
3: Well, again, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. May we stand up for our congregational scripture reading on this morning. Amen. Let's read together. And this is his commandment, that we must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him, and he with them. And we know he lives in us, because the spirit he gave us lives in us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in a word of prayer. Spirit of the living God, we pray now that you will fall fresh on this place. God, that you would open up our minds and our hearts to just the privilege and the honor of being able to worship you again. God, we thank you for keeping us another week. God, we pray now that distractions would be removed, that you would be our one and only focus in this place. That we would make worship of you the top priority. God, we thank you for the preaching of the word today. We thank you for the singing of the word today. God, we pray now that we would fellowship with one another, that we would love one another, and in fellowshipping with one another and loving one another, that we would exalt you. God, we give you the praise and the glory, and it is in Jesus'
2: name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord, come on, clap your hands now. Come on. We've come to give God praise and glory in this place. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on, let's worship together. Come on. Honor and power be. Honor and power be. To the one above. To the one above. God, let your glory reign above. Let's above. sing that again, everybody. Honor and power be, and power be to the one above. To the one above. Lord, let your glory reign Lord, let your glory reign from heaven above. Let's go. Jehovah, above. You reign, Jehovah, you reign and we, and we proclaim that there is none like, you. Is none like you because of you. Father, Father, we worship you. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go. Honor and power be be. to the one above. hallelujah. How many of you know that he is worthy of praise? Oh, yes. Word declares from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Yes. Come on, one more time. If you come in in this house with a praise in your heart, come on, clap your hands and bless yes. the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, with those same hands, if you would just lift them and let's begin to offer words of worship to the Lord today. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to worship you. And, Lord, your word declares that they that worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. God, so we pray today that you be pleased with our worship. Let our worship flow to you. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. The song says this, listen. Flow to you. Flow to you. Let the river of my worship flow to you. Lord, I pray in all I do. Let the river of my worship flow to you. Like streams in the valley Swell with the rain Let the songs of my heart Rise to bless your name And flow to you Flow to you Let my worship Flow to you you sing that with us this morning, everybody. Flow to, you. flow to you. Flow to you. Flow to you. Let the river of my worship.
4: Let the river of my worship
2: flow to you. Lord, I pray. Lord, I pray. In all I do. In
1: all I do.
2: Let the river of my worship. To you. Flow to you like streams in the valley come on say it like streams in the valley swell with the rain swell
4: with the rain let the songs of my heart let the songs of my
2: heart rise to bless your name rise to bless your
1: name and flow to you,
2: flow to you. oh flow to you. flow to you let my worship let Glory to you. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Let's sing that one more time. Three parts, y'all. Glory to you, say. Glory to you. Glory to you. Glory to you. The Let the river of my worship. to you. Glory to you. Lord, I pray. Lord, I, I pray. pray. Now the river of my worship, Let the river of my worship, flow to you. you. Light like streams, like streams in the valley, swell with the rain. Let the songs of my heart rise to bless your name, rise to bless your name. and flow to you. At the river, of my worship. Glory to, to you. Come on, everybody! Can we just open our mouths and offer worship to the Lord? Come on, let your worship flow to Him today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Come on, let's sing together, everybody. Say, let, all let all my worship. Let all my worship. Let all my prayer. streams in the valley, come on, sing. Light
4: streams in the valley,
2: swell with the rain. Yeah, swell with
4: the
2: Let the rain, songs of my heart, let
4: the songs of my heart
2: rise to bless Your name, say
1: rise and bless. And flow to You, yeah,
2: flow to You, flow to You, Lord, flow to You. Let my worship, yes, let
4: my worship
2: flow to You. Come on, open your mouth and worship the Lord. Hallelujah! Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, oh God. You are worthy of our worship, worthy of our praise. We honor you in this house today, oh God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah! Come on, if you will, clap your hands one more time and give the Lord praise. Come on, if you're glad to be in the house of the Lord, come on. Come on, open your mouth and let's give him praise. God, by his grace and mercy, has allowed us another opportunity to be in his presence and to hear a word from him this morning. Amen. Amen. And we were talking about it this morning at the eight o'clock that God is so awesome that a thousand people could come in this room today with different needs every person yes, having a different yes. need and God can speak one word yes. that will meet every need in this house how many of you believe he's going to do that today yes. hallelujah listen it's fellowship time you know how we roll it good hope come on get out of your robe, get out of your section find somebody that you've never met before or you haven't spoken to in a while and greet them and welcome to them to worship this morning
5: Well, good morning, everybody. We greet you today in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to, love to the family. Thank God for his love that we can share with one another. Come on, if God's been good to you, make a joyful noise to him today. Come on, the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. Amen. Man, we are certainly grateful and thankful. To God, for God, allowing our moments to roll on just a little while longer. Uh, thankful for traveling grace on the church cruise and uh, everything went well. And everybody who left came back safe and sound. And so we're grateful to the Lord for that. I want you to keep me in your prayers tomorrow morning. Lord says the same. I will be flying out with a couple of pastors. We'll be going to Havana, Cuba on our uh, Cuban mission Excursion, And we have our church lined up and we'll be going down and uh, supporting the church with medical supplies and food and the like. And so we are excited about what God is doing. I know there's several of you who express an interest to go. And one of the things that we're going to be working on during this trip is how can we expand uh, the group that is going, uh, especially in light of our president's edicts. Um, to make sure that we can go and get back. Amen. Amen. Um, and so uh, we, we're, we'll be looking into that and uh, coming back with that information uh, coming up. So just keep me in your prayers. Also want to uh, remind you that on this Friday, we will have a back-to-school prayer gathering here at 7 o'clock p.m. That's this Friday, August the 16th, here at the good hope church and that's going to be led by pastor uh, Sloan and our prayer ministry uh we want to cover our children our teachers our parents and uh and and the school board and believe in prayer amen. amen um I don't know if you caught the news this week uh somebody asked asked me you know what my thoughts were and I said well you know I kind of told y'all that was gonna happen um we, we just didn't know how bad it was but um, you know when when the school district officials lied to the Texas Education Agency and uh, hide stuff and cover up stuff and lied to the public and this report is uh, is, is something else um, and at the end of the day you know when people argue about keeping the system in place as it exists and our elected officials and not bringing in a board of managers you know my only question is who benefits from the system staying like it is because it's not our children it's not the children who are predominantly east of main street it's not the historically black um, schools Um, we we don't benefit from that and so you know i think it's time for a change amen and I'm, i'm supporting the change amen because at the end of the day we have to remember it's not about adults it's really about children and uh, I was in a board training <clears throat> last week or uh, 2 weeks ago and you know I was I was telling somebody when uh, when I was asked to consider running one of the vendors came to me and he said now reverend he said I need you to know you know if you run for the school board the school board is not about educating kids And I said, really? I said, what is it about? He said, oh, it's about contracts. It's about money. It's not about educating kids. I said, that's the problem. Because the first responsibility a school board has is to make sure children are educated. Number one. So we'll be praying as all of this will be transpiring. And, of course, we certainly want to keep in prayer. Uh, These families devastated in El Paso and Dayton and all of these shootings that are going on uh, around our country. Um, you've heard reports about the, you know, replacement theory and, you know, white people being concerned that they're being moved off, you know, off the scene by minorities and, uh, you know, want to keep, you know, immigrants out and they don't know this there's, there's, there's enough immigrants on the inside that it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I was uh, I was talking to the founder of the Kinder Institute, uh, Stephen Kleinberg, and he said, he said, Reverend, the only way we can reverse this is if, if is if 60, 65 year old white women decide to have three and four children each. And I said, I don't think that's going to happen, Stephen. He said, exactly my point. <laughs> he said, it's too late. Country has changed. And so uh, we certainly want to cover those communities in prayer. Choir is going to minister in song, and following that, we'll have our word for today. And for those of you who are visiting with us, we're in the midst of a series entitled, Who is God? Who is God? It really came out of some research that I was doing, um, and one of the fundamental questions that we as religious leaders are being challenged to answer for this generation is who is God, recognizing that when baby boomers talk about God and millennials, those born between 1981 and 2000, when they talk about God, sometimes we use the same word, but we don't mean the same thing. And so we need to make sure that we create a common glossary, if you will, or a common lexicon as to who we are referring to When we talk about God and there's no other book that can speak to that better than God, better than the Bible. And so we are in the midst of a series and uh, we are certainly happy to have you with us. So our streaming audience, let me take this opportunity to thank you for being with us on today. I hope and pray that you have been blessed and encouraged. I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor here at the Good Old Missionary Baptist Church. And we want to thank you for being with us, allowing us into your homes allowing us to inform your head, inspire your heart, and encourage your spirit to be all that God wants you to be. And if you're ever in the Houston metropolitan area, in the neighborhood of Third Ward, we'd love to have you come and worship with us here at our 8 or 10 o'clock service. Choir is going to minister in song. Following that, we'll have our word for today. Come on, let's thank God for the choir as they come.
2: In you I live, in you I move
4: In you I live, in you I move In
2: you there's nothing, in you there's nothing, nothing, I, can't nothing I can't do My declaration, my declaration of dependence
4: of you. on you All of, needs,
2: All of my needs, your daily supply If it
4: wasn't for, you, it wasn't for you, I'd wither and die my declaration, my declaration
2: of dependence on you. Is anybody dependent on, on, on the Lord today? Every breath and beat of my heart, of my heart all, of my all of my steps are ordered by the Lord. By the my, Lord declaration my
4: declaration of
2: dependence.
4: Of dependence Hallelujah. On
2: you. All of my help comes from the Lord. All of my He is my wealth wealth, and my great reward My my Declaration declaration of Dependence And we'll say this y'all Great is thy My decoration. My decoration. Of dependence, yeah. on dependence. Let's do that again, y'all. Yeah. On you, Jesus. Oh yeah. Let's go. Yeah. On you. I depend, yeah. I depend. I depend, depend, yeah. Depend on you, Lord. On you. How many of you are leading and depending on the Lord this morning? Say, hey, I depend, yeah. I depend. I depend, depend, I depend, depend yeah. Depend on you. on you. If we ever needed you before, Lord, we sure do need you now. I depend. Depend. depend oh Lord. Depend on you. on you. Oh, we need you, Lord. We need you in our homes. We need you on our jobs, Lord. I depend, we depend on you, Lord. Depend, Depend on you. On you. Yeah, yeah, yes, Lord. I depend, say I depend, I depend, depend, depend on, you. on you. We need your protection yeah. from dangers seen and unseen. Lord, I depend on you, yes. Yeah. Jesus, there is no other help. Say, I depend on you, yes. Yeah. I, depend. I depend. depend. Depend on you, Lord. On you. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help, I know. I depend. I depend, I depend on you. Thyself from me Lord, tell me where would I go Yeah I'm depending on you I'm depending on you you. I'm leaning on you I'm trusting in you I can't make it by myself I depend on you Yeah I depend 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 on you I'm depending on you, Lord. Yes, I am. Yes, I am.
5: Speak to us now, Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. For this is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, but God, your word will forever last. Lord, we're ready for your word. Father, we pray that you would give this vessel preaching power and give all of your vessels listening power attentiveness so they would hear what you have to say, and that we would be more than just hearers of your word, that we would be doers as well. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. So I've got to tell you, as a kid growing up with comic books, um, this is arguably the most exciting time of superheroism that we are living in right now. Uh, for those of you who are not comic book aficionados and didn't grow up with Spider-Man and Batman and Captain America and comic books, you know, now that baby boomers are old enough, we decided to take our favorite heroes and turn them into feature films, right? Uh, as kids, the best that we could get was a cartoon. But now we get to go to theaters and, and, and hear it in, in, in surround sound and stereophonic sounds, you know, all of these great superheroes. And I don't know about you, but as a kid, we, we would always argue about who our favorite superhero was and which power we want. I, I love Thor. I, I just thought Thor was cool. son of Odin, you know. Just thought Thor was so cool and my friends would say yeah but he ain't nothing without that hammer I say, yeah but he got the hammer that's this he got the hammer right Captain America he ain't nothing without that shield yeah but he got the shield you know what I mean you can't say he ain't nothing without it because he got it right I mean Batman had his utility belt you know what I mean it's it's just a part of who he was and then of course you know you say well I want to be Superman but keep me away from that kryptonite, right? And then as we started seeing these heroes come to life, man, it was like, wow. Like, who, whose power would you want? I mean, Iron Man, you know, he's cool. But man, Thanos was like whooping up on everybody, you know what I mean? And then I fell in love with Captain Marvel. I'm like, oh, that's my girl there. I mean, she like, boom, boom, you know, flying and everything. Then Thanos was slapping her around, right? I was like, oh, man, I I had all this confidence in her. You know what I mean? And what I discovered was whatever superhero you pick, they have certain powers and certain skills, but they are limited. They are limited in terms of what they can do, and they, they don't encompass all power. But in our text today, God is teaching us a lesson Not about our superheroes that we cheer on the screen, but about he who should be our only hero. God God is teaching us today, if we are willing to listen, that he is the one who has all power. And so today I want to conclude a message that we started last week entitled El Shaddai, the Almighty God. El Shaddai, the almighty God. It's in Genesis chapter 17 that God gives us an opportunity and gives Abram an opportunity to see God in a way that he has never seen God before. To experience God in a way that he will find encouragement in his present predicament and situation. And for somebody today, I want you to know and learn who God is, and what God wants to be in your life. You see, too many times in life, we look at God through the lens of our own flesh. And because we can't see it, we don't think God can see it. Because we can't do it, we don't think God can do it. Because it doesn't make sense to us, it can't make sense to God. And I need somebody in here to leave here encouraged to know that God is bigger than you are. He sees more than you see. He knows more than you know and can do more than you can do. The question on the table is will you listen and embrace who God is trying to show you he really is. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. Abram in our text is looking face to face at the facts of his flesh. That at 99 he has grown old, Sarai is 89. And the only child of promise that's going to be born to them according to the flesh was the child named Ishmael. But God wants to do something with Abram. He wants to rekindle his faith even in the midst of his failing flesh. And somebody in here today, God wants to do that for you. Rekindle your faith in who God is. Here's the first thing we talked about last week. Number one, you can know God in a new way no matter how long you've known God. You can know God in a new way no matter how long you've known God. Somebody in here can identify with this man, Abram. The Bible says in verse 1, Genesis 17, the New Living Translation, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. God made Abram and Sarai a promise when Abram was 75 years old and Sarai was 65 years old that she would give birth to their child and Abram and Sarai would be the father and mother of many nations. Ten years passed and nothing happened. And in their mind, God took too long. And so the Bible says, Sarai gives Abram permission to have a child by her surrogate, Hagar. In Genesis chapter 16, the Bible says, when Hagar got pregnant, she had contempt for her mistress, Sarai. Sarai came back at Hagar. Hagar leaves and sees God in a way that she had never seen him before, el Roe the God who sees. She's commanded to go back to return and humble herself and stay in the household of promise. 13 years have passed now. Sarai still didn't get pregnant. Abram is 99 years old and he has a teenage son. And the Bible says, here comes God knocking on his door. Genesis chapter 17. Abram, I am God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. Abram, I made you a promise when you were 75. Abram says literally, yeah, I know. I I, I got a son to show for it. Ishmael as a matter of fact the text lets us know that he still thought even at this moment that Ishmael was the only way God would be able to do what he told him he would do when he was 75 because in verse 18 of Genesis 17 he says to God God I want you to bless Ishmael and basically here's what God says to Abram Abram I don't need help From you to do what I told you I was going to do. Now now here's what's interesting. Don't miss this. Whenever you decide to help God out. Understand you always have to live with the consequences. Even when you don't get the benefits. For 13 years. Abram has had to live with this child, Ishmael, and his mama, baby's mama, Hagar. He's got a wife named Sarai, so you know there's still some conflict in the house. And the Bible says, hey, now I'm ready to fulfill my promise. Listen, God does not address the promise he made to Abram until he addresses his person. He says, before I deal with the promise, I need you to know who I am. I am El Shaddai. I am the almighty God. I am God almighty. Let's get straight who God is before you start asking or doubting what God can do. Abram, part of your problem is you didn't know who I was. You didn't trust who I was, you did not realize who I am. I am God Almighty, and because you had no knowledge of or trust in who I was, you decided that you were going to help me do what I told you I was going to do. How many times have you gotten into trouble trying to help God out? Matter of fact, can I tell you how far we'll go? We'll go so far as to say somebody told me or something told me. But we got better sense than to put it on God. You know what I mean? Well, why did you do so and so? Well, you know, something just told me. No, no, no. Don't be scared, Cletus. Just go on and say God told you. Oh, no, you're not going to say God told you because you can't put that on God. Right? But it may sense to you and your little feeble mind. So you decided you were going to help God out. Listen to me carefully. Abram did not need to believe the impossible. All he needed to believe was God. When stuff doesn't make sense to you, it's okay. Because there's a whole lot of stuff in life that doesn't make sense to you. The question is, do you have the ability to put your faith and your trust in God? Abram needed his faith aroused. He needed his faith in God renewed. And there's somebody in here, God wants to renew your faith in him to get you to the place that you stop looking at and focusing on your problems and you start focusing on your problem (mumbles) solver. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, O sovereign Lord, You made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Underline that, nothing is too hard for you. Here's the second thing. Number two, you must listen to God and live in a way that brings God glory. You must listen to God and live in a way that brings God glory. My brothers and sisters, I submit to you that some of us hear God, but we don't listen. You know, there is a difference between hearing and listening, right? When somebody tells you something, you say, I heard you, but they're not moving to do it. That means you heard, but you're not listening because listening suggests a change in action, right? A change in behavior. And God says, you've got to listen to me. Don't limit God by your ability or inability to obey. Matter of fact, did you ever realize something with God, just like with you as a parent? Your children don't have to understand to obey. Like, when did understanding become a prerequisite for obedience? I told you, why? Well, why I got to? You ain't got to understand why. Just do what I told you to do. And sometimes your children want you to explain something that's above their intellectual pay grade. They can't understand it. It will take too long to try to explain it, and some of it they won't understand until they get grown and have their own children and have to put stuff in the refrigerator, not just take stuff out of the refrigerator. God says to Abram, I just need you to obey me. Look at what he says. A, you must serve God faithfully. Walk before me. Underline that phrase, walk before me. Walk before me. Literally make a commitment to live your life as if you are in my presence. Always. How would your walk change? How would your actions and attitude change if the Lord was with you everywhere you went? Well, I got news for you. He is with you. I told you, your driving changes when the police officer pulls up behind you. You leaning and you putting on makeup or doing whatever you got to do, looking down at your phone and everything, but when the police officer pulls up behind you and you see him, 10-2 on the steering wheel. Straight ahead, checking the speedometer and hoping them lights don't start spinning. How would your life change if you knew you were walking before God? Look at B. You ought to live an upright life. Bible says to be thou perfect. Uh, living a perfect or blameless life, a life of obedience to God, right? See, here's what's interesting. We want to be judged by our intentions, but we judge other people by their actions. Somebody tweet that for me. You... you. No, no, no. We want to be judged by our intentions. See, I meant, well, you know my heart. I didn't mean it like that. But we judge other people by their actions. They can do something, and we say that's the worst person in the world. No good lying, conniving, scheming, stealing. Because we judge them by their actions. But we want to be judged by our intentions. And God said, "When I look at you, I look at you by your actions, not your intentions." Can you imagine Abram saying to God, "God, I was just trying to help you out. You know, when I when I slept with Hagar, I was just taking one for the team. You know. <laughs> I mean, I just did what my wife said. You know, I was trying to. You know, that's, that's all I was." Trying. And God said, "No, no, 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 no. I don't need your intentions. I need your obedience." God says, I need your obedience, which leads us to the third and final thing. Number three, you need to realize living to God's glory will position you to receive special blessings from God. Living to God's glory will position you to receive special blessings from God. God made Abram these promises. And here's what's interesting. It would be 25 years between the time the promise was given and the time the promise was fulfilled. I think all of us can think back over our lives when we had prayed for something and in our minds God took too long. But 25 years is a long time to be waiting on God to do something. Now, here's what's interesting. I don't think the 25 years of them waiting had anything to do with Abram's and Sarai's obedience or disobedience. I think their disobedience just created circumstances and consequences that they had to live with, that they wouldn't have had to live with if they just trusted God. In other words, I don't think they had to wait 25 years because God said, oh, you took matters into your own hands so you're going to have to wait 25 years. No, I think they had to wait because God wanted to make sure when it happened only he would get the glory. But in their acting prematurely, what they ended up doing was positioning themselves to suffer and deal with consequences that they would not have had to deal with if they just trusted God. Can I tell you something? There is nothing good in the English language that is produced when you put the word premature in front of it. Put premature in front of it and you got a problem. And when you prematurely try to help God, you always create consequences that God never intended you to have to deal with. Watch what happens. Verse two, I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him. Abram responds to what God says by assuming a posture of worship. He is humbled by what God has said. He is humbled because he knows he has messed up in his past. He is humbled because God, El Shaddai, is speaking to him. He is humbled because he knows God can do what he cannot do for himself. What does God have to do to humble you? To get you to fall on your knees before God. How many situations and circumstances have to come your way as a result of your disobedience and the disobedience of those around you until you get to the place where you recognize that he is God and you are not God. Watch what he says. I will make a covenant between me and you. Abram. You didn't initiate this, I did. You didn't come to me with a deal, I came to you with a deal. So why do you think I need your help to do a deal that I came to you with? Watch what he says. Abram, God has something to say to you. Three things that he says, you can jot this down somewhere in your outline. He wants to say something and do something to him, something for him, and something through him. First, he wants to do something to him. He said, I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. Verse 5, I, what's more, I am changing your name. I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham for you will be the father of many nations. I'm changing your name from high father Abram to Abraham, the father of a multitude. Go down to verse 15, Genesis 17. Then God said to Abraham regarding Sarai, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. From now on, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her. And give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly. And she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants. I'm going to change her name from Sarai to Sarah. Nobility. A noble lady. Queen mother. Of many nations. Uh, so we were studying this passage with a rabbi by the name of Ivan Cain. And uh, Rabbi Cain was a Hebrew scholar. And we were talking about the significance of this name change. Uh, First of all, to take the letter hey, fifth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and the placement of it to connote a blessing on top of a blessing. Uh, The fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, He, is seen as a blessed letter. And so whenever that letter is added into a name, it signifies God's blessing upon that person. But Rabbi Cain said the double blessing is that God took the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, He, and then put it in the fifth place in their names. So that now you have a blessing on top of a blessing. So Abram's name now is Abraham. Sarah's name is now Sarah to, to, uh, to signify a blessing on top of a blessing from God. God says, I'm going to do something to you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to change your name. Now, now, don't miss this. Because even though their names were changed they still didn't fully grasp the power of God that was available. Listen, look at verse 17 again of 16. I will bless her and give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations. Everybody with me? Now go down to verse 17. Then Abraham Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. He heard him, but he didn't listen. How could I become a father at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarai have a baby when she is 90 years old? So Abraham said to God, may Ishmael live under your special blessing. Abraham is still trying to use his alternative to get to fulfill the plan that God has for his life. He's still trying to use his stuff, hoping that God will somehow clean up his stuff to use his stuff to fulfill God's plan. And God said, no, I don't need your stuff. I don't need your help. You you have no idea what you have created. You have no idea. I mean, I want you to think about this. Abraham was the father through Ishmael of the Arabs. Right, The conflict that was going on between Ishmael and Isaac years ago is still going on today. Abraham had no idea that the Arabs would be given birth to and trace their lineage through Ishmael. And the children of Israel would trace their lineage through Isaac, the child of promise. He had no idea of the repercussions of taking matters into his own hands. Here's what I need somebody to do. Hear what God is saying. Here's what God is saying to you. I am God Almighty. What I said, I can bring to pass. You say it doesn't make sense to me. And God says it doesn't have to make sense to you. You say, I can't see it. God says, I don't need you to see it. You say, how is God going to do it? God says, just wait and see how I'm going to do it. Because he is God Almighty, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. And God says, don't. Waver in believing what I can do. See, here's what Abraham teaches us. He teaches us we have to learn how to trust God. Even when God is taking too long for us. Even when God is doing something that we don't agree with. We may not know how God can do it. We may not know when God is going to do it. We may not know where God is going to do it, but we've got to trust that when God said it, he can do it and he can bring it to pass. Somebody said why? Because he's El Shaddai. He is God Almighty. He can do something to you. He can do something for you. He can do something through you because he is God Almighty. He fulfills his promises and his commitments. Why? Because he's God Almighty. He can give you grace and mercy for every situation that you find yourself in. Why? Because he's God Almighty. He can give you all of the blessings you need in life. Why? Because he is God Almighty. He can protect you and keep you from danger seen and unseen. Why? Because he is God Almighty. Mighty, he is the true and living God. Why? Because he is God Almighty. He rules and reigns over everything and everybody.
2: Why? Because He is God Almighty. <laughs> hey.
1: And <mumbles> hey,
5: somebody leave here today. Focusing on the God of all might, not on problems, not on people, not on predicaments, not on situations, not on circumstances, but leave here focusing on who God is and leave here knowing that even when it seems too late for you, it is not too late for God. Abraham and Sarah never thought they'd have to wait 25 years for the child of promise to come. But you know what? They waited until there was no question who did what needed to be done. 13 years earlier, Sarah said, well, I can't have any children, but Abraham can still do what needs to be done. God said, no, I'm going to wait till both of y'all are good and dead. God said, I'm going to wait till there's snow on the roof and no fire in the fireplace. Right? So there won't be any question who should get the glory in this. Isn't that what Jesus did with, with, with Lazarus when he got word? And they came to him and said, Lazarus, you're, the one you love is sick. And the Bible says Jesus didn't go to heal him. He tarried three days. He stayed where he was three days, and Lazarus died. And when he got there, the sister of Lazarus came out and said, If you had have been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, Do you believe in the resurrection? They said, Oh, we believe in the resurrection and the by and by, but we're talking about what we needed you to do right now. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. And Jesus stepped forward to that tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. Why? Because sometimes God needs you to know that even when your situation looks dead to you, he has resurrection power to speak life into any situation. Somebody here today, you got a dead home. God wants to speak resurrection power into your home. You got a dead relationship, husband and wife. God says, no, I can, I can, I can speak resurrection. Now, maybe you're not asking because you don't want to see my power, but I can, I can speak life into that situation you've got a dead relationship with your children God says I can speak life into that you have a dead relationship with your siblings he said I can speak life into that and God says when you trust me and recognize who I am God Almighty El Shaddai I can speak into your situation father we thank you and bless you for today And I pray now, God, that your word has found fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people. That in hearing from you, uh, we would leave here encouraged to know. Remind us, God, how easy it is to focus on the frailties and the shortcomings of our flesh. And remind us today, God, afresh and new, what it means to trust you. We thank you, God. Help us leave here not focusing on our problems or what we can't control, but focusing on what we can control, and that's our obedience to you and putting our trust in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Everybody who can, everybody who will, if you stand on your feet wherever you are. the voices of hope come to sing the song of invitation to discipleship i want to give you an opportunity to say yes for those of you who are watching via streaming you can also come to know jesus today if you don't know him become part of our church family go to our website goodhope.org or go to the app store and download our new app it's called i am hope And you can find information there on how to ask Jesus Christ into your life, how to become part of our church family. If you're here today in this sanctuary, upstairs or down to my left or to my right, I want to encourage you right now to make a step and say yes. God loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he doesn't want to leave you there. He wants to make something beautiful out of your life if you let him. But he can't do it without your permission he won't do it without your permission and he can't do it without your participation we do have the ability to limit god by our own disobedience by our own disbelief we limit what the sovereign god of the universe can do in our lives jesus left a village unable to perform miracles and Jesus had to remind the disciples that it was not that I didn't have the power. They didn't have the faith. They could not believe. And because they didn't believe, they could not see the power of God in their midst. If you're here today, it starts with you. And as we sing a song of invitation, don't wait. Don't tarry. Don't dialogue or debate with the devil. Come on and make that step and say, yeah, I'm going to give my life to God. If you don't know the Lord, men and women who are here standing all over this building would love to show you privately how to ask Jesus Christ into your life. If you're here and you know the Lord, but you want to recommit your life to the Lord, become part of this church family. We invite you to come. Come on. We offer Christ to you, my brother, my sister. Come on, let's sing it one more time. We offer Christ to you, my brother and my sister upstairs. Come on. Downstairs, come on. We won't look at you funny. We'll rejoice when you come. Hope it's time for the offering. Amen. Amen. Um, as we prepare to worship the Lord in giving, for those of you who are visiting with us today, uh, this is our one and only opportunity to worship the Lord in giving. Uh, you can give in a multiplicity of ways. If you'd like to text to give, you can text Good Hope MBC and the amount to seven seven nine seven 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 nine. You can also give via push pay or Givelify. If you have those apps downloaded, you can also give via cash or check. Um, However the Lord leads you to give, we want to give you an opportunity to be obedient in your giving. Master Control, we're in your hands. And then following that, we'll have a couple of ministry highlights. And then we'll be ready to go down from this place.
6: Join us for our second annual couples two-step dance class as we learn to step in the name of love, rekindling unconditional love. This event is hosted by our marriage ministry, but is open to those who are engaged as well as those who are in a serious, committed relationship. The event to be held Saturday, August 24th, from 6.30 to 9 p.m. in The View. The cost is $30 per couple. It will be a time of food, fun, dancing, and fellowship. Please register on the Hope Network, or for more information, contact Minister Daryl Rose at 281-541-5706. We look forward to dancing with you soon.
7: Hi, I'm Ron L. Peters, the lead servant of the men's ministry here at Good Hope. All of the men of the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church are part of this men's ministry. If you're a man who wants to be involved
3: in the church, in some ministry, and knowing that you're helping to protect this house, mm, this is an opportunity for you to come out and join this ministry. You'll be engaged, actively involved, and the Lord will bless you richly. Contact us at the information below.
6: It's back. Our corporate midweek Bible studies will convene on Wednesday, August 14th. Each week, we will worship our awesome God by fellowshipping with one another as we study his word. At 12 noon, we will be continuing our journey through the book of Romans, studying the righteousness of God that is provided by his gospel in room 221 of the Center for Hope. Also, at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary, our Wednesday Worship in the Word with Dr. Elliot Mallory Green, who will be unpacking 1 John, the epistle of love. So we cordially invite you to come join us and bring a friend. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world.
5: All right, it's that time of year again. We are preparing to kick off our Awana ministry. Man, how many years is it? It's close to 20 years, huh? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that? <laughs> He's been in it since the beginning. He had hair and no gray when you got started. (laughs) Yeah, right. And babies. I understand. I had hair and no gray as well. Um, But our Wana ministry is one of our most impactful ministries. Uh, It is a high-intensity ministry. We never have a shortage of children. All we need are committed adults who are willing to touch tomorrow today. And Minister John Burroughs is one of the lead servants of that ministry. Come on. Y'all say amen as he comes to share with you what's happening in the
8: Amen. Well, it is that time of the year where we're getting ready to start Awana. And what I first want to do is just say thank you for uh, all of our volunteers. Uh, we have two types of volunteers. We have those individuals who come out and participate, and then we have those who actually help with supporting the kids who don't have enough finances, their parents don't have enough finance for their kids to go. Some of our parents have, single parents, and have three, four kids, five kids, and it get kind of hard for them to be able to let their kids all come. So can I get all my volunteers to please stand? All my volunteers, please stand for of them. Now, if you volunteered one year and you stopped, you came back, please stand. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. So one of the reasons why I personally do a wanna, uh, because a couple of years, way back, uh, when Pastor Kimball was here, one of our, we had children's ministry, but it wasn't as strong and powerful as it is today. But one of our kids uh, was in high school, graduated, and I thought he was in college, but he actually was in jail. And he actually passed away in jail. I had no idea. That touched me very deeply. And that just resonated with me. So when Trevor came on board, we talked about doing children's ministry, and that was his thing, and I love that. So we started a And I and a couple of us joined him, and we've been doing a ever since. So now we've been going to training. We go to training every year. We have training coming up on the 17th of this month. Uh, we do a lot of training. But in one of those training sessions, they talked about the statistics, talked about children that actually participate in Awana, how they handle themselves after they come out of Awana. 97%, 97% of kids that actually go through Awana come back and work in the church, work in the church. That's powerful, that's powerful in the numbers. Here at our church, we see several of our young adults come back and working in the church. I'm talking about when they go to college, they not only find a church home, but they actually start working in the church. That's all right. So right now, we're actually signing up. We're signing up for volunteers, we need volunteers, y'all. Y'all know we need a lot of volunteers. We never turn down any children. We never turn down any children. God bless us. And sometimes, y'all, we have so many children, but God sent us enough volunteers. It's an awesome thing. You have the opportunity to partner with us, to take this mission, take hope to the world, Pastor's this mission. Once again, I want to say thank each and every one of y'all who have helped and participated. Amen? Amen. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you, Minister John Burroughs. Uh, so make sure you, you sign up if you can't sign up physically, your support financially. Uh, one of the initiatives I want to thank Dr. Birkins for taking on is our Children with Hope initiative, where we are literally reaching out to kids in our community, in our local schools. And providing scholarships for them to get involved in the ministry opportunities here, whether it's Awana uh, or upwards, upwards football is coming up, upwards basketball, upwards soccer. It's an opportunity for us to use those tools as not only an opportunity to edify our own children, but also to evangelize children. I think it's something like 90 Two percent, ninety-three percent of people come to faith before they turn eighteen years of age, and so it's really a blessing when we can provide an age-appropriate, generationally relevant ministry tool. I know some of y'all, you know, go back and well, I sat on the pew with my mama, you know, in church, and it was good enough for me, and it was good enough for my grandbaby sitting next to me. You know, your mama probably cooked on a wood-burning stove, too. I don't, I don't see you pulling one of those into the house, you know. <laughs> you had a black and white TV. I don't see you going out looking for one today, right? Uh, we, we make advances in how we minister to people, and the studies show that when we give children those age-appropriate ministries, that it gives them an opportunity to connect in a special way. Um, we also want to highlight our Awana, uh, not our Awana, our Hoops for Hope ministry. Amen. Amen. Deacon Holmes, come on up. Minister Justin Powell, so come on up. Amen. Um, Hoops for Hope, man, we have been doing this ministry for, for years. And just so you'll know, this ministry actually came about out of Awana Basketball. And we were trying to figure out, and Pastor Clemens was here at the time, how we could do something for our teenagers over the summer. How we could pour into their lives spiritually, as well as use basketball as a tool. And the ministry leaders over the years have done a tremendous job, um, not just teaching basketball skills, but character development and all of those things. And so, uh, Who's for Hope? Uh, is celebrating their season. Um, just ended yesterday. Yes, just ended yesterday. Uh, Deacon Darrell Holmes is one of the lead servants of that ministry. Come on, put your hands together as they come. And we. No, nobody leave. We're still going to worship the Lord in giving, all right? Hey, hey, do I need to do that first? Yeah, let's worship the Lord in giving. Let's <laughs> worship the Lord in giving. Too many of y'all said yes. Okay. Before y'all start giving me that one-finger salute. You know that one-finger salute you got to tip out. Let's worship the Lord in giving, all right? Right, come on, put your hands together for who's a Hope. Thank you,
7: Pastor. Good morning, Good Hope family. Good I said good morning, Good Hope family. Good we just want to highlight a couple of our kids. You see the video playing? I'm going to talk while the video is going. As far as our leadership, we got Roger Elkins, Mr. Trey Barrett, Mr. Ian Chestnut, Mr. Do-It-All on the, web, on the webmaster, and Justin. And um, we have some kids that... Um, Basically, with the way the program works, and the program's been around, Pastor mentioned, for about 17 years. So we got kids that, you know, when Pastor was wearing, you know, his hip-hop clothes and his baseball jerseys and his throwbacks, those kids weren't even born yet. And so as the ministry, excuse me, as the ministry has changed, as the years have gone by, we've had to change. And so now we're reaching out to kids in our local community like we always have, But now, instead of listening to Ice Cube, they listen to Lil Uzi Vert. And don't worry about who that is. (laughs) So, we want to highlight some of our kids. You see the video is playing. Some of our seniors are Eric Haskins, uh, kids that are graduating this year, William Hearn, Jarrell Simmons, being white. Give it up for being a white family. Keyshawn Fields, Alexander Miko, and Kobe Harrell. All those kids are leaving our program this year. We want to honor them and honor their families. you know, thank God for upwards and thank God for wanda. You know, when they're little, they're cute, and everybody wants to come play with them and watch them play basketball, and they can't shoot, and they look so cool and cute, because the ones that can really play and all that stuff, it looks good. Whereas now, we catch them at an age where they look like men, they got attitudes, they have opinions now, and so when we get them, they're not as cute as they used to be. <laughs> and so now, we're trying to develop them into mentally and spiritually being what they look like physically so you know and the kids that we have they're not church kids these are kids off the street these are kids that you know some of them already have kids of their own so we become the, become grandparents um, some of these kids are trying to get into college and don't have anybody in their lives that has been to college and so we're trying to walk that path with them and so when we walk that path with them we're not just as pastor mentioned playing basketball with them we're literally teaching them about life um, Virgil and I were talking before we came up here, and one of the things we were talking about was, and we were sharing, you know, Virgil does such an amazing job of tapping into the kids spiritually. How can I, how can I take those kids to the next level? How can I live a life with them more? And I told him, you know, all we do is plant seeds, brother. We're farmers. And all we can do is hope that that seed germinates through the Holy Spirit. But we need more help. We want to try to pro- take this program uh, year-round. But in order to make it year-round, we need your support. We not just your financial support, like you, like the Sunday I stood up here May 26, y'all gave $1,500 over two days that Sunday, and that all came from Good Hope. That was all in our church. But we need more. We need more volunteers. We need more people to help us with the Bible studies. We need more. We need new basketballs. We need more help. Um, as far as making this program year-round thing, so that when kids transition off of the football field this fall, they have somewhere to go on Friday nights and Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. While we're all over here in the sanctuary and doing Bible study, we don't want them to be out on the street. So thank y'all for that. We're going to let y'all see some of the kids. I'm going to do my intro. I always do for the kids during their games. Congratulations to the Warriors. And now, your Hoops for Hope 2019 roster. Come on in, y'all. Give it up for the kids. Come on, y'all, give it up for them. For everybody who has ever volunteered with Hoops for Hope, come up to the stage, too. It's a family thing. Every one of these kids gave at least three hours of their lives every single week to be at practice and to be in Bible study, and then also gave at least one or two hours on Saturday to be at their games. And like I said, all of these kids are wonderful kids. They're obviously wonderful scholars. And we just thank them, appreciate them so much for the the sacrifice they gave to our program. Give it up for them one more time, y'all. And we got a shirt for you, Pastor.
5: Come on, let's thank God for our young people. This is not all of them, but we're certainly thankful for them being here. Thankful to our ministry leaders for doing a tremendous job uh, pouring into their lives. The other thing that Deacon Holmes did not mention was that these kids also do community service projects as well. Um, They help food bank. They help here with our community empowerment event. Um, because we we believe that it's more than just sports. We also have to invest in our kids in terms of their character development and those kinds of things. Amen. We complain about what this generation doesn't have, but we don't teach them what they need to have. Amen. Amen. You know, when I hear parents talking about millennials, I'm like, you acting like they fell off a planet somewhere or something from Mars. Like, they're your children. You raised them. Amen. And common sense is not common. If you don't teach them and you don't train them and you don't show them, then they're not going to have those skills and character traits that you think they should have. So, again, we're thankful for all of our adults who are part of this ministry and uh, the time that they put in. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where are our seniors? You said there were a couple of seniors. Where are the seniors? Are they here? Come come, senior stand up. Where are you? Okay, now, are these, they're going to be seniors this year, or are they graduating? He's a rising senior, and and y'all, come on up here. I want to talk to y'all for a minute. We got a couple of minutes we can take for our young people. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me, let me get the rising senior first, the rising senior. Tell us your name.
7: Uh, I'm William Hearn.
5: And William, where are you going to high school?
7: I go to straight Jesuit out in Bel Air. All right,
5: and what do you plan on doing after a straight Jesuit?
7: Um, I'm looking at going to either UT or Georgetown right now and I'm gonna study probably pre-law. All right,
1: that's good.
5: I want to tell you something, William. Um, when I was your age, I had hair like you have. Yeah, the bad news is when you get my age, you, uh, I'll check with your dad and your people, see if they have that gene. That uh, I used to have that big old fro out there. All right, these, these are two graduates. All right, so give me your name and where'd you graduate from?
7: Alexander Miko, Mickey Leland, College Prep Academy for young men. Oh, right. And where,
5: where are you gonna go, Miko?
7: Texas Southern University.
5: All right. Have any idea what you're gonna study? In? Uh,
7: nursing, I'm doing pre-nursing, then I'm gonna transfer <laughs> to Prairie View and
1: nursing school.
5: Okay, some of, y- some of y'all got so excited when he said nursing, he said he's gonna start off pre-nursing and then he's gonna go to Prairie View School of Nursing When he finishes, Amen. That's a good combo, TSU Prairie View. We're good, right? Okay. All right. I ain't had to do this much, you know what I mean? My name is Benjamin White,
3: and I graduated Mickey Leland College Preparatory Academy, and I'm going to University of Texas San Antonio to study business cybersecurity.
5: I just want y'all to know. man, Benjamin, like six months ago, was that tall i I don't know Gary, I don't know what y'all feeding them wealthy. I don't know what y'all feeding them i'm literally I'm telling you it was like just shot up on us, man. We're proud of all of you all. you're going to u t s a and we've got i think three or four other- of our, of our kids that are going to u t s day so um i'm I'm going to be in San Antonio speaking. Next month. So I'm going to make sure I get all of you guys together. We're going to have to go out to dinner. Um, but come on, let's thank God for our young people.
7: I just want to say, real quick, also, these kids aren't just scholars. Ben just won the championship. Amico led the season in points per game. And, and, excuse me, William is one of our most valuable players for his team. And he's been in the program longer than I have. So I just
5: wanted to mention that. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome. All right. Minister Chris Johnson, come on up here so you can get ready to dismiss us. I'm going to take my picture. Hold on, I'm going to take my picture. I can't fit the shirt, but I'm going to hold it up. (laughs) Say, if you can't wear it, you better know how to hold it. You know what I mean? amen come on let's stand on our feet Uh, our young people uh, hoops for hope they have a a banquet luncheon today so we we certainly want to keep them in our prayers and uh, encourage all of our uh, all of our young men and young women who are participating in the ministry all right oh guest relations I'm sorry all right y'all y'all where's our first second and third time visitors raise your hand if you're here first second or third time visitors upstairs or down man god bless you amen here's what i want you to do if you're a first second or third time visitor we respect your right to worship incognito so we're not going to ask you to say anything uh you can breathe a sigh of relief but we want you to know we know that you're here we thank god for you um if you would grab your belongings And follow the lovely ladies who are handling the signs that says guest relations. We actually have a reception for you. Just take a few moments. We just want you to know that we love you and we praise God for you. You passed so many churches to get here and we thank God for you. All right. Come on. Good hope. Let's thank God for our first, second, third time visitors. Come on down. You get a little head start. Our first, second, and third time visitors. And if you are a parent or family member of one of these young people, go ahead on with our visitors and then we'll get you to the banquet soon quick and in a hurry all right amen all right minister chris johnson is going to pray our benedictory prayer amen can we have another round of applause for
3: our senior pastor and that word he preached on this morning amen we thank god for him as well let's join hands let's go to god in prayer god we thank you for this day and we bless your name God, thank you for the word that was preached here on this morning. God, we recognize you as God Almighty. You are God who is powerful, who is over everything in our lives. And so, God, we thank you for that. God, we pray for your presence with us this week. God, we pray now that we are a good representation of you as we uh, interact with others. And God, we pray now that we would always remember that we are only uh, becoming because of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you would be with us as we leave this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and the church said amen. amen. God bless. You all have a great week.